Welcome to No Ideas Original featuring Shalom, Mr. Rob and Zane. What's good, Z? How you doing? Not much, man. Just uh, me and the fellas just stopped by the spot called Two Fifty Barbecue, Two Fifty Texas Barbecue. Uh, not too far from you know the house, and yeah, man, they 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 had some good food down there, man. Just gotta uh, get the brisket. They sold out of the brisket, so um, we got some uh, sandwiches, some coleslaw, and some uh, beans with brisket. You know, re- reasonable price too, because uh, basically, initially we went down there to get uh, the Wagner brisket. You know, they got certain cuts of brisket. We went to get the Wagner brisket, but come to find out, all of that stuff was sold out. Yo, so I'm, not a, I'm not a coleslaw dude. I'm not. Huh? A, I said I'm not a coleslaw person. I've never liked coleslaw. Nah. Nah, it's just not. Yeah. Yo. Coleslaw. You know, it's another thing I don't eat. I don't eat macaroni salad. You eat macaroni salad? Nah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of macaroni salad. Uh, maybe, maybe three times a year, bro. If that. Never. I never eat that. I'm not eating no macaroni salad. I don't want no coleslaw. I'm just. I don't I, even like what's this. What's this stuff called? Uh, what's the cold pasta noodle dish? It's a certain name. Something pasta. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's how you call it. It ain't for me though. Pasta salad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I don't like pasta salad. Yo, did you um did you watch the Gucci and and um man yo I tell you what man honestly I give Gucci uh a, a, a E for effort but Jeezy Jeezy got the streets locked as far as trap music mm-hmm. um the only one that I think that would have been com- uh, comparable on a on a like evenly yoked would be a um would have been Jeezy versus Ti you yeah. know what I'm saying like, Gucci don't get me wrong Gucci. Gucci has beats, but it sound like it sound like video game beats. You know, it sound like you playing Super Nintendo, Nintendo NES, or something. Game, I don't even say Game Boy. It's not like Game Boy beats, like like. But Gucci say some funny lyrics, like "Yo, he was mad disrespectful talking about you know when the situation when him and Jeezy got into and Jeezy sent his peoples." Like yeah. Gucci was talking, he was like really, really being disrespectful. Yeah, I was like, damn, yo, like. Yo, and then another thing too is that Jeezy to me, he has a better beat selection. Oh yeah, you of know? course, yeah. of course. Jeezy's a better, a better songwriter to me. I mean, you know yeah. what? I think to really appreciate Gucci though, you gotta be like a, you gotta be like a, a resident Atlanta cat, a resident deep down South dude to really appreciate. Because a lot of the joints he had was like joints that they they resonate with people. Who grew up in, in Atlanta? I mean, they were they weren't horrible. They just weren't mainstream songs. Um, yeah, just got the Jeezy got the mainstream hits. So I knew what that was going to be at the end of the day. I knew Jeezy was going to wash him up. Jeezy knew he was going to wash him too. That's why Jeezy wanted that versus. A lot of people keep fronting on Ti, man. I tell you, like the Ti catalog, Ti right now he say a lot of a lot of crazy stuff and assert himself and things that he shouldn't. But yo, Ti catalog music wise, yeah, Ti got mm-hmm. hits, man. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think. I think. Uh, the one thing, like you could tell, Jeezy was was really getting annoyed with it because, like, Jeezy was like, "Yo, come on, play something up to date. Why you keep playing this stuff from 05? And Jeezy did it right. Jeezy was like thinking back his mind, like, "Why wow, he gonna bring out current music if he still got stuff that cranked way back then? It's, it's no rules to it. They, they they don't say." You know, before they battle that you gotta play stuff from a certain time period or whatever. So you could tell Gucci was getting annoyed and plus 
nah, sound better than even though Jeezy and and and, and, and um Gucci was having their, their, their differences. Come on, Gucci know that Jeezy stuff is hot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, and um, plus, uh, the people over on Gucci's side, they was even bopping their heads just the stuff that Jeezy was playing. I was like, that's damn, yo. Yep, yo, I, I, I have to I have to say, like, that was the first verses that I sat through in a long time that I watched from start to finish. I was pissed off, though, because I was actually on at probably like 8.05, and then it starts, I feel like 8.45, like 40 minutes. Nah, yo, I thought it was over an hour, bro. You sure? I thought it was like after nine o'clock when they got on. I know it was long. It took a long time. But they had a lot of views, man. They had a lot of, like, even though neither one of them came on the screen, they had a lot of damn celebrities tuning in. I mean, the the biggest of celebrities, bro. I was like, damn, you know? But I really thought they were going to break three million. I think the highest, the the last time I looked, it might have been higher than that, but the last time I looked at the actual numbers, uh, it was like 1.6 million. It might have been higher than that. Give it to they got to one. Huh? They got to, to 1.8. Oh damn, that's good. That's real good. Yeah. You know what so who knows? Actually, yo, you know, I tell you what. I don't know if you heard it yet, but I listened to Jeezy's new album. Jeezy's new album is hot. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's hot. He got any good features on there, or it's predominantly got, just him. He got quite a few features on there. He got um, he got Yo Gotti. He got uh-huh. um, Neo on a song. He got Lil Durk. He got um, Leo, Lil Durk and Demi um, Demi Lovato on the same song. They flip. Remember Demi Lovato? Um, that's that's it, a big artist, man. Remember, uh, SOS band, just be good to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. He flipped that sample and got a song to um, called Reputation. He, yo, he got um, Rick Ross on there. That's the one I, I think he showed the promo for. They was like, they, they he had a fur on and like a chinchilla or whatever. I can't remember what he had and like fancy hat. They yeah. promoted it on his page. And that that song, I mean, even though it was a couple of um a couple of synthesis or that he was spitting on it, that joint was hot. Like the beat was hot. Yeah, nah. I can imagine what that album sound like, man. Yo, it's a dope album. I'm not, I'm not gonna front. It's a dope album. I, I turned it on. I listened to it today. I listened from start to finish. I was impressed. But I like Jeezy. You know what? A lot of the songs from last night that Jeezy played, that shows me how deep his catalog is. Because Jeezy didn't even play like some of my favorite Jeezy songs. Yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. one of my, fa- my favorite all time Jeezy song is um, and then what? The joint he got with Manny Fresh. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The boom, boom, bat, boom, boom, bat. Yeah, yeah. I like. He played, he played, yo, man. Jeezy, man, like he was just so cool with it. Like you know, uh, uh, Gucci man over there kept talking, talking, talking mess to him or whatever. And Gucci, Gucci just stayed real reserved, man. And then uh, I remember, I don't know if it was like the the middle or somewhere towards the middle of the um the battle, he was just like, yo, like we doing it for the culture and. Jeezy tried to be the, you know, the, the, bigger, uh, the bigger, the bigger, per- the bigger man out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, but also, man, just like I was speaking to, um, speaking to B earlier, and and come to find out, uh, Goosey Man was dropping like a greatest hits mixtape today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think, you know, I, I definitely know that these, these, these brothers like talk behind the scenes and just put the market, the market thing together. And hopefully, you know, they just did that stuff is just, you know, just, you know, devise the ratings or whatever. Hopefully both of them dudes confuse whatever beef they had or whatever, because life is too short. And especially like, you know, R.I.P. What's the dude named King Von? Yeah. 
Trayvon and all the other rappers and just people that you know, just people in general that, that's out there committing uh, genocide and stuff like that, man. Because uh, one thing with hip hop, man, like 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 I always say, and we, we we talked about this plenty of times, me, you, and Rob talking about this, like you don't see these rock and roll dudes, like rock and roll dudes do crazy stuff, but they ain't going out there killing each other. You don't see this stuff with R and B and. You know, crazy stuff like that. It's, it's always, it's, it always just seems like hip hop is the guinea pig for so much, so much stuff, bro. Whether, yeah. whether, and they know hip hop has such a, a huge uh, audience. You know, you see this stuff on everything, Super Bowl commercials, whatever. Yeah, we gonna touch on that in a, in a bit when we talk about the social responsibility. But yeah, I want to, I want to skiz, um, real quick because we, you know, we we're talking off, off air, and I was saying to you that Pfizer and Moderna now both by saying that they have a vaccine that's 95% effective. Now, I don't think Moderna did yet, but I think Pfizer today went to the FDA to seek emergency approval so they can start distributing the vaccine. And the question now is that now that the vaccine is gonna become available within the next coming weeks or maybe a couple of months, I think they were saying probably the earliest, the end of December, you know, are we gonna be taking the vaccine? Like, what's your thoughts on the vaccine? Well, me, I won't be taking the vaccine because just like with anything that, I mean, don't get me wrong, I know they do their trial and error before it comes out to the general public. Um, but for me, I'm, I won't take the vaccine because I think even when it gets, uh, when it's available to the general public, they're gonna have to go through maybe, I say at least two two or more upgrades in order to make sure that things is, is, think things is right and exact. Mm -hmm. And then number two is that, um, I'm more into like going to the, the 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 natural herb shop that's in town. Been going in for years. I get the, the elderberry, I get the black seed, I get stuff like that, and I just do stuff naturally. With the vaccine stuff, man, I mean, you just you just can't trust it. Number one, and the number two is like, what's the, what's the what's the coincidence of all this stuff happening this year in the year 2020? Same year as the election and all this other stuff, man. It's it's, yeah. it's too much of a hype game. And then number three or four is that, come on, I saw the movie um, I Am Legend, man. Nah, <laughs> like, but the only thing with I Am Legend was that they said, like, in, in like at the beginning of the movie, they was talking about a serum or a cure for cancer. And then everybody was taking this joint, and then next thing you know, like, everybody was gone, damn it. Yeah. So I just, I just take little, you know, uh, stuff like you know whether it's subliminal messages and stuff for most of the time all together yeah you want to be cautious but i'm gonna say this like i think honestly i don't know if it's going to be voluntary i think it's going to be a situation where it's mandatory in a sense of almost like you know think about immunizations that people have to have to go to school right so yeah. you not be able to mandate it in a sense of coming to your house dragging you out and say that you have to take this vaccine but there are certain industries, certain jobs that say that you have to have certain immunizations to be able to work for them. Certain schools, even high, higher, um, higher education institutions also require that you show that you've been vaccinated before they actually allow you to attend school. So they're mm -hmm. going to find a way to ensure that people, even if they don't want to take it, that they they're put in a position where they have to take it. Now, my thing with it also is thinking that I don't know if that people were reluctant and afraid because because of Trump, you know, like with Trump being involved, feeling like this has definitely been passed through or pushed through. So um, for political purposes, so that way people could actually, you know, actually feel good about Trump or if this is really about 
that, that that there's been demonstrated efficacy. Like, you know, these trials supposedly have been going on and it's demonstrated 95% success. I agree with you. I think anything that rolls off the um the the the, the assembly line, the first one initially has glitches that people gotta work through. The reality of it is I think I was listening to the radio today and they were saying that they probably gonna have to start off maybe like 75, I think they said 75 million um doses or something like that 75 million but remember it's two shots i think that you got to take so it got to be split in half it's going to take them a long time everybody probably won't be able to even be eligible to get the vaccine until probably close to this time next year because you know the people who got to get it first is the, the um frontline workers like healthcare workers and stuff like that then you got to give it to people who are probably considered high risk so it's going to be quite a while before it hits the general public yeah, the, you, you you brought up some excellent points, and I also think that um, the unfortunate part is that okay, you have a lot of people that have religious views about taking like vaccines and needles and stuff like that. So that's 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 going to cause a lot of chaos too. And then you have uh, you know, just I mean, it's going to be a real big tug of war, and I don't know how they're going to have have it to where they're going to force people to do it. I mean, there's, 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 there's different variables of that equation. They might have it to where, you know, they might tell people that they can't buy any goods if they don't if they don't take this vaccination and they're going to have it. Because, like, prime example, they have so many different spots where you can go and get, you know, you, you pull the mask down, they, they take your, your temperature or whatever. They might mm-hmm. start implementing that stuff in, 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 in these, these, these uh, you know, primary stores where you got to get, you know, all the, all the different necessities and stuff and once that happens you're gonna have people breaking in stores and doing all this other type of craziness man it's gonna be and they don't have enough police out here in these streets because you can tell just with the, the the situation that was going on with black lives matter like police was definitely outnumbered yeah you know what I'm saying? og dash says people won't wear a simple masks, but people are willing to take a hurry up and produce vaccination people are strange i agree you know what yeah. i think this is i think that um sadly i don't know if people are interested and in management more so that they're interested in a fix like i don't know if people want to follow protocol i just think that they feel like a vaccination will be a quick fix so let me just take the quick fix you know but the reality of it is is like i've seen i've seen it on the news today they were saying the numbers that if people would just wear a mask i think they said the mask wearing right now is at like 60 some percent if they could get up to 90 percent that it would save like sixty thousand lives or something like that and even the implementation of the vaccine is going to be crazy because you know, vaccines, you figure from a distribution um, standpoint, it could be distributed in a doctor's office, CVS, maybe urgent care, stuff like that. But those those places right now, like I've driven by and I see like urgent care with lines around the corner of people to get in and just even get the test, you know, and me personally, I don't know if like I've never got a flu shot ever. I've never took a flu shot, but I would I wouldn't get it from CVS. Why would I get a flu shot from CVS? You know, like I know and I know that there's supposed to be like um, texts and stuff like that, but I don't want the same dude who stocked the boxes in the back to come out and be like, come on, sit down. I got you. <laughs> and give me inoculation like, yo, dude, you was just mopping the floor and now you're giving out vaccines. So now I'm, I'm nah, man, they're going to have they're going to have certified text. Now, nah, I, I see I, I see what you're saying, but they're going to have certified text there. But like you said, like even with the certified text, you might like. Just like how we said, so- yo, the certified tech is a certified tech. That's dead. They certified, but they also work in the register when they short staff. 
making copies and all this other shit. Like, nah, I'm cool, man. I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'd rather just hold off and go to my doctor and get it done. So, what do you what do you think is going to be the end game as far as for this 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 quote unquote mandatory vaccination? A soft mandate. I really believe mm. in my heart that it's going to be a soft mandate. That it's going to be almost like a suggested mandate because they're not going to be able to enforce people like that technically mandate people to get it but they're going to paint you in a corner where it's going to basically be like all right if you're in this industry in order to be in this industry we're requiring that you've had this vaccination if you want to go to this school then we're requiring that you got that you've had this vaccination to enroll in the school and that's how they're going to get people in to um to do it yeah i'll tell you this though like yo i was i, I was in early from a from a financial standpoint with the stocks i was in early with moderna like i got moderna when it was probably like 20 some dollars a share moderna now is like 90 some dollars a share so yeah moderna's moderna's doing it and then for pfizer i got pfizer also i didn't get pfizer as early but pfizer stock is on the decline pfizer i just got a notification yesterday an email with pfizer um they, they did a um a split off for like another company so pfizer stock took a little hit but I mean, I guess it, it is what it is, you know, like these these pharmaceutical companies right now, people don't realize, you know, well, some people realize it's a good place to have your money with everybody going after the um, it's the, the, the COVID vaccination. You can make a couple of dollars, but I wonder what these stocks going to be when all stuff is all said and done. Then you got to consider, too, the other one that Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg put their money behind that was getting hyped up called Inovio Pharmaceuticals. Uh, Bill Gates was, uh, if not the first, one of the first three that pumped uh, a, a considerable amount of money into that into that pharmaceutical company. Uh, and for those that's tuning in, uh, the ticker symbol or the, the the letters that represent Inovio Pharmaceuticals is INO. INO. Yeah, they were they were doing pretty good. They went high as twenty some odd dollars, and then that's when I sold it. I'm glad I did sell it because, like, literally four or five days after, it, it was on a decline, and it, it it showed it showed resistance. I think at like eighteen dollars or whatever, and then it just started. Last time I, I checked the other day. Now keep in mind, I sold that like way back several months ago. But last time I checked, it was like eleven dollars. I think you said you checked today; it was ten dollars. Yeah, right? I'm gonna look now because I looked at it before we came on the air, and I was like, I got it. I still have, and I have a decent amount of shares of it, but it's not, it's not performing well. Um, yeah, it's at ten dollars and fifty-seven cents a share right now. Plus, hey, just like I was, I was, I was selling, I was selling the crew. Um, several days ago bro if you notice all this covid stuff going on and the the damn uh the vice pre the, the president-elect and stuff going on against trump all this time bitcoin is going up bro and and very and very very few media platforms is talking about that next thing you're going to turn around bitcoin gonna be like overnight in the next couple of weeks or whatever a hundred thousand dollars you can't get in yeah, it's funny, you know, not to stray too far off, off the subject, but I was talking to um, Corey, who's been a guest. He's come on the show um, earlier this week, and I was I had, I had hit him up because I saw that Airbnb, I don't know if you've seen this, but Airbnb and um, what is it, DoorDash? They're about to they file for their initial public offering. And, excellent. huh? Yeah. I said, excellent. Yeah. 
but it's it's fool's gold it's, it's hard to really tell like to me the stock that the stock that's attractive to me is probably the airbnb right now airbnb is taking a hit because of everything that's going on but when outside open back up and these vaccines get out airbnb is going to probably do numbers the flip side of that is when you start looking at the um the the um doordash right so the issue with doordash i think is doordash is in a situation where now they doing extremely well because everybody is locked in the house but once everybody you know once outside opens up people that ate so much inside who gonna want their food delivered to their door you know people gonna want to be out at the restaurant out and about doing different things and doordash i heard they got a 50 percent market share but a food delivery joint with uber eats and the other one i think is what is it postmates they they yeah, postmates. yeah they split it they split it but um my you know my thing with it is i i would be i'd be reluctant like i think DoorDash for me is not it. The, the joint to look at, if you're looking at stock, when it go public, I would say Airbnb. Now, uh, let me see. I, Marlo Young, I got the flu shot from CVS. I was skeptical. I like a lot of people and I did not get the flu. Okay. Hmm. Right, so. Shout out, shout out to Marlo for tuning in to OG Dad. <laughs> good stock news but don't set yourself up to get jacked for your dividends like houston dennis and rappers <laughs> yeah og dad og dad gotta go into stand-up comedy oh og dad shout out to og dad man that dude is 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 definitely good people right there yo um, but og dad i'll say this too like if you play in the stock market here's his two here's two that i'm looking at right now so i already got delta this week i picked up some more jet blue i bought some more jet blue again because i'm thinking that people got cabin fever and when the world opened back up they're gonna want to travel and then the other the other one that i've been looking at is i'm thinking about carnival that carnival cruise line like i just i just i feel like that the travel industry is going to take off after this because people haven't had the opportunity to travel how they want to travel when do you when do you think things are gonna ease up by what next spring early summer as far as people can travel out and be about and all that? I think I would probably say probably like yeah spring going into summer. I think spring going into summer. I think it's all gonna depend on how fast they can actually distribute these vast vaccinations. You know, um, they got right. they got to hit the healthcare workers all first and foremost to make sure that they can continue to treat people. And then after the, the healthcare workers, I would say the next step is there. They got to probably take care of like the educators too. You know, it's just really plus, plus another thing too. Uh, speak, speaking of, of stocks, AMC, AMC theater is like three dollars and change right now. I and got it. When I looked at the chart, that's that's a wise that's a wise investment. AMC, AMC theater is like three dollars and change. And when I looked through the chart over the last thing five years or whatever from you know the inception of when they became public with the IPO I mm -hmm. think the highest that I've seen was like within five years I think was like $35 so if anybody load up on AMC right now y'all definitely gonna have a nice little chunk of change later on when things you know, open up and, you know I'm gonna tell you when AMC years 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 ago sent me that prospectus and asked me to be an investor and I looked at it and I, I read it over and I was like I just don't see it like this was years ago and I didn't want to invest in it because I was thinking, I was like, you know, with Netflix, all these streaming services, all these different things happening, who really goes to the movies and all that. So I passed on it. 
But when I seen how, when all this happened and I seen how low the actual stock was going for, I was like, yo, it, it can't hurt to throw a couple of dollars in this and see where it goes. Because again, my thinking around this stuff is that when the vaccine goes through and we actually clean stuff up a little bit, I just feel like that people are gonna wanna go out and they're gonna wanna enjoy these amenities and do all these different things. So even if it's a kind of like one of those things where, you know, you throw a couple of dollars in it and it's not for the long game, like like you said, like it, right now it's going at $3 a share and it get up to 30 something, 30 something. And the 52 weeks, 30 something is probably the max or whatever get. Look at the money that you've made off of that. You know, so you mute it. Oh my bad. Great point, man. Yeah, that that what uh do you do you think uh are there are there any for the for the people that's that's listening out there, do you think there's one or two industries that or stocks that you prefer for people to get in before this uh you know, I guess for later on down the line once once COVID clear up a little bit? Mm. Well, that's what I was saying. Like to me, I'm looking at Carnival Cruise. I'm looking at Norwegian. Um, a lot of people are down on the airline stuff. They like nah, that they're not feeling the airline stuff. But I do feel like, and and I was reading an article which made a good point. They were saying that a lot of business travel, a lot of business travel is not going to come back because now everything is being done virtually. And companies are going to say, like, you know what, we've saved money by cutting our business travel. Business tra travel makes up a substantial part of the industry. So they're predicting that airlines are going to lose money as a result of that business travel. But I do think that buying those buying those airline stocks low and sitting on them, that you could you could probably make a couple of dollars from it. Now, out of, out of the ones you named, do you know if any of them uh, uh, pay dividends? I'm not sure right now. <laughs> OG Dad said, excellent advice and solid logic. Price will increase if you keep telling everybody, though. You're right, OG Dad. <laughs> you're right. We just right. trying to, yeah, we just trying to share the wealth with our listeners and put our put our listeners on and our viewers so they can make a couple of dollars on it too. I was also thinking. I thought you was gonna say Zoom when you mentioned like the virtual meetings and stuff like that. Zoom, like Zoom went up crazy. They like over two hundred, and it was like. 90 something several months ago yeah i just think that zoom is zoom is good but zoom right now is a stock that at that price you know how many people small investors how many shares you're going to get at 200 a share and what's the to me what's the ceiling for zoom because if it's going to be about virtual there are already other platforms there's um webex there's you know like there's this there's this other platforms video conferencing platforms i'm sure that's going to capitalize on that market also if they haven't already been able to. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, a lot of people, like you said, might not have money to invest in them, 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 high, them high number stocks. So now for the listeners that's out there that's looking to get into investment, uh, you can go to Robinhood. You download the Robinhood app and you can actually buy fractional shares of whatever of whatever stock that's, 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 that's publicly traded, whether NASDAQ or New York Stock Exchange. But the only thing, I, I just feel funny about buying a partial stock, honestly, because, okay. Like a partial you, share? A partial share, you mean? Yeah, partial share of, yeah, of, of a stock. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do that because like, like what's going to happen when you, when you get, okay, prime example, Amazon, like. Hold on, before you go further, Zane, explain mm -hmm. to people what a partial share is. Let's, let's not assume that people understand the, how the stock okay. market. 
Okay, based upon whether you have like uh, TD Ameritrade or whatever brokerage that uh, uh, or, or, or company that you go through as far as for having stocks, there are options where you can you can do the stocks yourself, or you can pay a fee for your for your broker to actually sell the stock for you. Me, what I do, I sell it myself. I go to my mobile app app of who I'm with as far as dealing with stocks. Now, when you okay, prime example, y'all. GE, General Electric is probably like $9 and change right now. Maybe eight, I haven't checked in the last couple hours. Mm -hmm. So for one, just to have one share, one share of ownership for that, for GE, whether it's eight or $9, uh, you can purchase that, right? And it pays a very small dividend. I think it's like 12 cents or something for the year, right? A dividend is basically like, when you purchase in a share, they're gonna, they're gonna give you some kickback. They're gonna give you some kickback, something like a like a, like a, 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 a you know certain amount of money just 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 for purchasing purchasing that share. So that's 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 a perk out of when you purchase a share. Now dividends fluctuate. Some uh, dividends are, are, are normally quarterly, so it's so it's four times a year. Uh, now when I was we, we we were just talking about earlier, you have Robinhood. Robinhood has it to where you can buy a, per, a partial stock. So say if GE is eight or nine dollars, you could put one dollar instead of paying eight or nine dollars for that one that one chair, you could put a dollar into GE. And get a and, tenth share. Yeah, and get a ten percent share. Now the only thing about it is that, a tenth a tenth yeah, of a share. A tenth <laughs> of a share. So that if it's eight dollars, you put in a dollar, hey, it's 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 better than nothing, but I, don't, I just don't know how it happens if, if, with the dividend. Well, the dividend for G for G is nothing anyway. But I'm saying like if like one of the highest paying stocks as far as dividend dividend I think is IBM. IBM pays like six dollars for the whole year just for having one share of IBM. Now whoever gets a partial, say if somebody uh, IBM's like a hundred and something. So save as one. Say it was one sixty, right? And you put in ten percent, which is sixteen dollars into IBM stock. See, being that it pays a dividend, I don't know if you get ten percent of a dividend or you just don't get nothing, being that you buying a partial share. So all the people that's out there, if y'all looking to get into like investments and stuff like that, or buying, or get, getting into the stock game, I think right now is the time because we're going through the transition of, you know, the stuff with uh, Trump to President-elect Joe Biden. So. It's one or two things. Either the, the economy is going to be booming or the economy is going to get worse. Yeah. So right now, I mean, instead of like all, all the stuff that we buy, you know, put some money to the side and just invest it to the stock market now while you can. Yeah. And buy Bitcoin too. I would say buy Bitcoin. Now with Bitcoin, not to stray away from the subject too far, but Bitcoin, you can buy, I think, one one hundred thousandth of a Bitcoin, I'm, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So you can buy a very, very small fraction of Bitcoin. Bitcoin's projected to be, they saying by next year, we had economists that I've been looking at online, the financial analysts, they saying allegedly Bitcoin's gonna be like roughly 300,000 by the end of next year. So, wow. if, it's, so, if, it's, so if it's 19,000 now, and you put 10% in, which is 1,900, imagine if it's 300,000. If it's 300,000, which you put in, in, in 10% of that would be what, 30,000. So if you have a chance to make nine thirty thousand off of nineteen hundred, do it. Shout out to shout out to Rob checking in. Rob checking in while he unpacking his new crib. Him and his missus moved into the new crib and they setting up. 
Shout out to the good brother Rob and his family. Yo, our OG dad said reminds me of chipping in on a quarter brew back then. That's exactly what it is. And you get your sip. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yo, I just want to transition real quick to this next subject. You know, just because I've been having this discussion behind the scenes with a lot of people, you know, and I think it's coming on the hills of, you know, you had um, King Vaughn recently murdered the other dude, MO3. Um, recently murdered also and you know there's a lot of people that feel like um a lot of the, the the things that have been happening to these artists is a result of um what they put in their music you know almost like life imitating art kind of thing um so i put the question out there and i pose to to just everybody and folks in the chat please feel free to weigh in do you think artists and entertainers have a social uh, responsibility when creating their art and i had you know i had this like i said i had this discussion with somebody and you know my opinion on this may not be popular opinion um and i think it's not popular opinion because i think that just in general a lot of times we call for responsibility or accountability from society rather than we do from individuals so my position on this is that i don't think that artists have social responsibility when creating their art and the reason why i say that i don't think that they have it is because i honestly believe that artists create and it's up to the consumers to consume. And I'll give you an example of that. So if you look at, you know, if, if you know, all of us have children, you know, our kids were little, right? The things that we didn't want our children to um to partake in, whether it was music, movies, or whatever it is, what did we do? We shielded them from it. We turned it off. You know, we didn't tell the artists you can't create that um that kind of music. We didn't tell the actors, don't make those kind of films. We didn't tell um, painters don't paint that kind of art because I don't want my kids to see it. Um, and I think that we've become a society of rather than us placing responsibility or accountability on individuals for their actions, we go quick, quick to, well, you know, it's all the damn violence that's in the video games or it's all the damn um, violence in the music or all the violence on these movies and all this stuff. Now, the reason why I say that, I don't think it's art, artists' um, social responsibility also is because everybody has a different type of, um, different set of morality, right? So if my morality tells me like, yo, I don't want to be out making music about shooting up men, women, man, woman, and child, I'm not going to engage in it, right? Whether, even if I know it's just for the, for entertainment purposes, but to tell other people like you, you have to make this type of music, the easiest thing to do is to not consume the music, right? And I, and I just feel like we have to stop putting responsibility on the artists and put more responsibility on the actual people that consume it. You know, it's just, it, to me, you think about it, like you go to other countries and in other countries, you turn on the TV. Nudity is perfectly normal and they have no issue with nudity. Why? Because it's a norm in that country. But for us, we, we've become so big on censorship of who could say what and who could do this and do that. Frankly, half the shit that should be censored, we don't even censor. You know, like, yeah, you know, there's people rampant on the internet with all kind of hate rhetoric and all kinds of other stuff going on that we don't even censor. But here it is, we telling these young kids that have become millionaires as a result of their rap, that because they're rapping, this is the stuff that's happening. And I get it, I get, I get why people say, you know, cause you often hear people say, oh, people, these entertainers, they gotta vibrate higher, they gotta do this and do that or whatever. But they, at the end of the day, like, it's not, to me, it's just not the, the artist or the entertainer's social responsibility. You know, for me, I look at it as they're artists, they create, it's a blink canvas. 
they put the stuff on the on the, um, the pad. If I choose to listen to it and consume it, that's on me. What do you think, Zane? Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot of the uh, important facts that you brought to that to that subject. Um, I don't think that the artist is uh, social or socially responsible. Only if you say you if you a Christian artist singer or whatever, <laughs> I don't want to hear or see you, you know, twerking, twerking your butt, which I be saying, you know what I'm saying, be Christian, quote, unquote, Christian, you know, people in the industry, you know, <laughs> making a booty clap and all that. And I'm like, you know, come on, that's, 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 that's not, not right. Doesn't that what you know? I'm saying with morality, though? Like, yo, everybody's moral compass is different. And that's the other thing. Like, I feel like my position on this, I think that we've, as outsiders, we have become so inclined to attempt to try to be judgmental and tell tell other people what it is that they should be doing like i'll give you a perfect example my wife was telling me a story before um about a, a situation where a woman was complaining about what bet plays on tv for her daughter who was a toddler to watch mom you know my mind goes to yo so if you feel that wow. is playing this stuff why is why are you allowing your kid to watch bet why are you allowing your kid? But it's easier for people instead of to place the accountability on the parent and say like, you know, you need to monitor your kid or have the parental controls in place to say, yo, what's wrong? What's up with BET's programming? You think BET's programming when they set out to put their programming together, they was like, yo, our core demographic is, is toddlers. We want to, we really want to lure the toddlers in. <laughs> right. Yo, man, people, people, people are never, People are never satisfied, yo. And I and, and the thing about it is, I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, that person that made that complaint, they was watching stuff that they wasn't supposed to watch when they when they knew that, you know, what what's the difference between what's what's uh what's allowed and what's not, or what's well, or what the parents expected them to do. When they was a kid, huh? you saying you saying that when that person was a kid? Of course. Yeah. Well, here's the easiest thing. Like, yo, if you that concerned about it, don't don't turn on BET in your house. Right. Don't. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like, there's. I think we just we we have lost, and maybe it's that our generation has grown up, and now we've taken this position, because maybe this was our parents' position about the quality of music, right, and what people are saying in the music. I just don't. I mm -hmm. honestly, I just don't read into it that deep. I just, you know what? I hear it. I'm like, yeah, this dude is talking about something that does not interest me. I'm going to turn it off. I'm not going to listen. Like today, I, um, or I turned, I opened up my title app and the first thing that popped up was Megan Thee Stallion's new album. First track on Megan Thee Stallion's new album was called Shots Fired. She um, got a song over the Who Shot Your Beat where she's talking about Tory Lanez and um, her, her ex-girlfriend or whatever, whatever issue transpired or whatever. I listened for like a whole 30 seconds. It was like, it, this ain't, I don't enjoy this kind of rap and it's not good. <laughs> Whatever, let me go to the next song and see if potentially something in the next song. The next song was something that I wasn't interested in. Went to the third song, three strikes you out. I'm not interested in it. It's just not, it's not for me. But I'm not gonna say, you know what? The hell with her, why is she making these twerk records? Or why is, she, why is every record about this or that or whatever? Like who am I to tell what a person, a, a creator creates? Who, what gives me the right to tell a person, yo, you shouldn't be making that kind of music? You're right, but I just think, like, 
you know, with, with all with all the billions upon billions of different things that people could talk about nowadays to raise the frequency of how we think um, and let how me, we. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me, let me challenge you on that right there. Why is it there? Why is it their responsibility to raise the frequency of how we think? Why is it a responsibility? Why is it their responsibility? Why is it their responsibility? Because uh, a lot of the, a lot of the youth are out there, a lot of these young girls, they think twerking is it. But why? Or they think, or they think being a savage is it? Yeah, but so why is it that? Why is it Megan Thee Stallion's responsibility to 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 make the make these young ladies feel as if twerking is not it? Like. It's called. It's because called. She's one of the many. She's one of the many people that was saying Black Lives Matter. Yeah, but that still doesn't mean that how you call it twerking don't matter to her. Two things could be true, can it? Yeah, but Black Lives Matter when you when you perpetuating or painting a certain uh, 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 image of how. Now I could see if if that's a grown a grown woman. That's but when you got when you got little kids saying that I mean okay at least at least for every song every ratchet song make a make a positive remix so that okay <laughs> yeah that's not I, I know I know it's tough I know it's tough but I mean here's the thing you so look just it's exactly what you're saying because you said because Black Lives Matter who determines what classifies this fits in the box of the music that you can make that's that's synonymous with the message of Black Lives Matter. This does it. Who determines that? Who determines it? Yeah, who determines that? Good old down south Christians. <laughs> yo, they be the first ones to fire up, fire up, and say like, "Yo, I remember I right, Shannon. You know what us growing up, man? Like, uh, how many how many times have you heard, uh?" An elderly person say, mm, 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 you know that don't make no damn sense. Mm-hmm. But they'd be looking at another female. It'd be a female saying about another female, like, okay, in church, you, you see women wear, like, you know, they look like they just came from a strip club coming to the church. Then you got the pastor up there, the pastor getting distracted or whatever, sometimes or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Not in a, not in a, not, not always in a negative way, but the pastor could be like, Man, why why was she coming to to this church wearing that or whatever? You see what I'm saying? So when you when you look at it, bro, and another thing too, us as blacks, we are some of the most judgmental people on earth. Very judgmental. Yo, that's where I'm going. That's that's exactly you just I feel I felt that's what you wanted to say when you was like, nah, I ain't gonna say it. But that's that's That's, that's what I felt you wanted to say. That's the point that I'm arriving at. Like, yo, we we sit back, we offer all this critique and criticism. The same people that offer this critique of these artists, they ain't living right in their own house. So you you gonna tell Megan Thee Stallion, yo, you shouldn't be twerking and making these songs, but then they out robbing, stealing, killing, <laughs> doing, doing all this other stuff. Yo, it's, it's, black, 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 black lives matter for their convenience. Yeah, it's just a contra- it's a contradiction. You know, and at the end of the day, this is what I mean, like, yo, to me, the social responsibility is placed on the wrong person. It goes back to for everybody who plays sports. Remember back in the days when Charles Barkley was like, I'm, I'm not a role model, and they they jumped down his throat. They was all well, he meant that joke. He, he really meant that joke. They jumped on him hard. He wasn't like he wasn't like he wasn't like I'm not a role model. He was like he looked at the camera, I'm not a role model. 
Yeah. Damn, man. Because you how you call it? Look, truth be told, if positive raps were selling, you don't think everybody be rapping positive? No, you always gotta have that balance in life. You got the yin and the yang. So for every for every positive rapper, there's like maybe a hundred negative rappers. <laughs> but that's what I'm oh. saying. The mark, the market, honestly, the market dictates what kind of music people make. If there was no market for trap music, for booty shaking music, twerking music, whatever you want to call, it, if there was no market for it, you think people would be making it? Right. Now I'll tell you what, who was who was? Uh, hopefully you get this. Ooh, right? Oh. Who was who was the who was the most positive rapper? The most positive, the most positive rapper in hip hop. Squeaky clean positive rapper. Oh, I don't know. It's because there was a couple of people that 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 had positive images. Will Smith had a positive image. That's the first one I thought of. Yeah. You, he always he always you know he always kept the, the positive message with his music. Can you? Here's here's the other thing though. Here's the other thing to consider though. Like. For a lot of the um, the dudes who make like trap music or their rhymes are based on street, you know, street raps or whatever, a lot of this stuff is a reality of what people grew up from. So you gonna tell them, you know what? I want you to write a song, but don't, I want you to write a song about something you haven't experienced. Most of the time, people's art comes from their experience, but they look out their window and see what they live every day. Right. You know, so how do you right. tell them? Yo, you 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 living in the middle of Forest Projects in the Bronx, and I want you to write a rhyme about what it's like to live in a suburb. I'm happy and wealthy. My family rich. We doing this. We doing. Man, well, how, how about how about this? What what's the percentage of multi-million dollar rappers that you think actually really did the stuff that they say they did? Uh, ten percent. I say that's about right. 10, 10 okay. to fifteen percent. Yeah, 10 percent. But the stuff that they, the stuff that they're fabricating, is the stuff that they understand that that's a market for, in itself. Yeah. And I'm not saying, look, I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's so that the music that they make is good. I'm not saying that people shouldn't attempt to make um, songs that have better messages in them. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be held socially responsible for what comes from the music, you know. Or even the movies, like come on, like all there's all kind of movies out that people watch and they consume, you know. And you can't say that okay because a person went to the movies and they seen in the movies they seen Platoon or Saving Private Ryan. This influenced them to go out and do whatever it is. Like you know, there had instead of there being social responsibility, there has to be more individual responsibility. I hear a lot, especially in our community, of um, they. When it comes to blame, saying, well, they need to do this. Who's they? Or these people. These people need to, who are these people? We got to put names to it. And we got to, instead of saying they, we need to say, well, you know what? Johnny's mom need to, needs to not let Johnny stay up late at night and watch BT After Dark, watching the T.I. tip drill and, and Nelly video or whatever it is. Like, there, there just has to be accountability placed on the person that actually has the opportunity to change. You can't tell an artist, like, yo, I need you to make the squeaky clean raps or whatever it is, yo. If Megan Thee Stallion want to twerk, let her twerk. Like I said, I'm turn- it ain't for me. I turn it off and keep it moving. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like I like the Megan Thee Stallion twerk, but <laughs> it's, just, it's just that, all right, 
I, I sometimes okay, like even when I be on Instagram, it be times where I be like, I like to see that stuff, and then sometimes it just be too oversaturated. And I be like, I log on, you be seeing that joint, then you go down your, 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 your feed, you keep seeing it, you be like, damn. You know why you keep seeing it? Because you keep looking at it. That's the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> your OG does that. Farms Project MC can write what he thinks about the suburbs. I've never been in the moon, but I can create poetry about it. Yo, that's your that's your algorithm. That's why you keep seeing it, Zane, because you keep looking at it. If you stop looking at it, they they gonna show you what you're looking at. You ever noticed that? They show you what you're looking at, and they also gonna show you like if you if if you typed in and did a Google search on certain clothing items or whatever it is, that's what's gonna pop up. So if you wanna stop seeing twerk videos, stop looking at twerk videos. <laughs> Zane's a wild dude. You complain about the algorithm of stuff you look at. So OG Dad, what do you think? Do you, you believe that um that artists and entertainers should have social responsibility? Huh? No, I was asking OG Dad and others in the chat. Weigh in. Let us know what you think. Do you think artists should have social responsibility? And and I, and I wanna I wanna implore you when responding, don't think from the perspective solely as a parent, you know. Think from the perspective of also, if you were a creative, would you want somebody to tell you, you know what, your art has to fit? Because you're never gonna be able to please everybody. You make a squeaky clean rap, then somebody in the hood gonna come, come after you and be like, what the hell is this, this, this squeaky clean rap? It's, it's just impossible, it's scrutiny everywhere you turn. Oh, shoot. You still tripping. I'll tell you what. You still tripping the algorithm, right? Yeah, yeah, that was funny, yo. Nah, you know what I gotta do? I got I gotta stop following the the, the, the you know the the provocative. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. I gotta I gotta stop doing that. So you might you you might see my follows go down to like four or five people, yo. Oh yeah. I might be oh, yeah. following like four or five your people. Follow, so I can get... your follows go down to four people. Nah, like the people I'm following, I, I can't I can't get rid of it, yo. Sometimes I'll be out like I'll switch it up, and I'm like, damn, yo. Yes, that is true, Z, because we emulate them, so it's their responsibility as our people. Shout out Marlo Young for the comment. Yeah. It's interesting though, like look at who look at the people who we choose to emulate. If we choose if we if we choose to emulate Megan the Stallion instead mm -hmm. of Michelle Obama, like where 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 are we as a as a, as people? Right? Mm. Our influence is stronger with Megan Thee Stallion than it is with Michelle Obama. We spend more time over the election cycle discrediting Kamala Harris. <laughs> Yo, we discrediting her down, man. They be telling, they be tearing Kamala Harris down. Nigga, OG Dad said, "Why do I want to place responsibility for raising my children on some 22-year-old? I really don't know." And that's my point exactly. That's my point exactly. Like, why are we giving them? power and telling them like yo this is this is what you need to do the reality of it is like yo the responsibility comes from 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 within like i honestly would be more concerned with if my kids were going to school and the teacher was shaking her ass and and doing all this crazy stuff or the teacher was talking about guns and and, and all this stuff i'd be more concerned about that than these people yo. Real quick, you you ever saw that that photo that they had with the with the teacher that be wearing them provocative like real real tight clothes? Nah, that's she not like my No, 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 no. But no, I think they had it. They had it. Um, 
they had it somewhere else too. It wasn't Instagram, but she wears like y'all, you know, like she's at damn near at a, at, a, at a, like she's walking, like she's walking on the damn strip. Yo, we don't have we don't have one of these shows where everybody got to go uh, take out their Instagram and show their feed, boy. We gonna look at Zane feed. Zane feed probably look like porn tube or porn hub. Or- mine, mine is crazy, bro. Mine is crazy. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta really sanitize the stuff that I look at, man. Like, I gotta, I gotta really change my, uh, what's that, curb my enthusiasm. Yo, but here's the, here's the thing, though. You at, you in a place where you can responsibly look at it and you could disseminate reality from, from, you know, what's, what's fake, right? I mean, how you call it? If that's the case, if we were gaining hope for, if we were all gung ho for, censorship then you know they be pulling everything down off the internet they be like nah that can't you can't have that on you can't have this on you know that can't be on and i just think i think it's just too much to put the responsibility yeah i agree with og dad on that to put the responsibility on kids making music or even the the the, um the people that make these films and stuff like that like i will put more responsibility on them than we'll put on the damn teacher you know the teachers we, we ain't got no smoke for them, but we got all the smoke in the world for somebody who make a rap song that they, they talking about twerking. You know, if you don't want your kid to listen to City Girls, when you in the car listening to City Girls and your kid is in the car, turn it off. That's just the easiest thing to do. City, city, city Girls is like the perfect combination of like, say if like a, a young little Kim and Foxy Brown were in a group together or something like that. Nah, and that's not my brand of music either. You know, like <clears throat> I would never dis- discount their talent. Clearly, they have some level of talent, or try to disrespect them. It's just not for me. It's just the music is not. I just don't enjoy it. You know, I don't enjoy it. Not for me. Speaking of teachers, though, for those that are New York City residents, I'm. You know, I go back and forth. I work in New York, but I live in Connecticut. Um, but New York City public schools closed this week. Do New York City exceeding the three percent infection rate? What do you think? Is this good or bad? What, what do you think about this, eh? Say that again. What do you think about this? With New York City public schools closing because New York City exceeded the three percent infection rate, do you think that's good or bad? I think it's good, man. Because I, I, I really, I really thought that they would wait until like next year, maybe I say February. Because now that they exceeded the three percent limit, I mean, come on, that 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 stuff could spread so it could spread so fast, man. I mean, I, w- I would say you know, uh, sometime like January, it's way it's way too early. I mean, it's bad enough that you know people went out there and voted and stuff like that, so I'm sure the stuff was spreading. And then you got also look, man. Remember, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you got this here, but Elon Musk he put a tweet out several days ago that he took four COVID tests, two came back positive, two came back negative. So really it's not even the mask, bro. The mask, the mask is just trying to trying to slow it down. So you can wear, unless you're wearing like one of them damn gas masks or whatever with the container on the back, people, 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 people gonna catch it. But the mask of course is gonna prevent a certain percentage, but you know, people have different health problems, man. And, and, and 
for that dude to say that, like it took it took a lot of guts for him to say that because little stuff like that can get somebody's Twitter shut down. Because you know Elon Musk is, I mean, he's known as a very intelligent dude or whatever. You know, he got Tesla going on. He started PayPal years ago. He's doing SpaceX and all that. So he has millions upon millions of followers. And just to even put that tweet out there took a lot of courage. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it shows that the mask is the mask is just slowing it down. It's not it's not preventing it at all. Yeah, I think that New York City made a mistake though by closing the public schools, and the reason okay. why, because in New York City the um the infection rate exceeded three percent. New York City public schools is under a half of a percent currently. New York City public school, I think when they last looked, the infection rate was at 0. 0.15. 0.15, and the reason why they closed it was because. Their mayor, de Blasio, made a deal with the teachers union that if the city exceeded 3%, that they would they would then in, in turn close the schools. Now, the reason why I feel like they made a mistake is because, you know, I'm just thinking about the parents now that are gonna be put in a position, and they've, they've been having protests the last couple of days where parents are protesting that, you know, if they have to work, why are their kids not getting the um, uh, education? New York City Public Schools did the shutdown and not all these kids have devices. So guess what? New York City Public School now is saying they're working on the program to get devices to the kids. But if you get the devices to the kids, they still got to have internet. If they don't have working internet, what good is the devices? Then the other thing, you have kids that go to school and that's the only two reliable meals that they get. Disabled kids that get services from schools like speech therapy, um, occupational therapy, physical therapy, things like that. They get their services in school. You know, my I was telling my wife um, yesterday, I was saying to her, I'm like, damn, like, yo, we're at, play, we're at a place in our life where our children are older. But I remember living in the city and my kids were school age and my wife was working a job and I was working a job. What would have happened if back then we would have been put in this position where our kids can't go to school and learn during the day, one of us gotta be home, you know, so to, to make sure that we there supporting them while they online learning, you know, how, how how are the families supposed to pay their bills? How are they gonna pay their rent? How are they gonna pay for food? Whatever other expenses they have. Like to me, it's just, it's crippling. And I feel like it was all done in the name of politics because their mayor made the deal with the teachers union. Now I'm not saying that safety shouldn't be a priority or concern, but I look at this data and I say like, yo, the teachers, whatever the teachers are doing, the teachers have figured it out. If they got the infection rate in schools to be 0.15, that, that mean the teachers must be really on top of the kids with wear your mask, wash your hands, we gonna sterilize and spray down the desk. Everything has to be disinfected and all this stuff. So now as a result of this, all this, this uproar, now I see that um, de Blasio did a press conference today and he was saying that he may reconsider doing it school by school, which the, um, the governor told him. Governor Cuomo said you may want to consider going school by school and then making a decision based on that because now you got all these kids that have been pulled out of school. And we talked about this a couple of shows, maybe maybe a couple of, had to be a couple of shows ago when we were talking about what the social interaction piece is going to be like for kids also. You know, you moved all these kids from an in-person environment where they were learning and now you got them online yo it's just i i don't i don't know i'm not in agreement with it i think it puts parents in a difficult place um if the infection rate in schools were three percent i would definitely say yes we this is something we need to be doing but the infection rate in the schools 
the infection rate in the schools seem to be lower than anywhere else in New York City. Uh, so what is that about? What do you think that's about, Zane? It's a lot of factors, man. Uh, and with me, whenever I get statistics, I don't know, like numbers is always funny to me. Numbers are always funny to me. Um, it could be a multitude of things. It could be, okay, uh, being that, you know, for the schools out there in New York, would it be one of the one of the most, okay, if they ever want to do a vaccine and stuff like that, the first place they're going to start is one of the major, the major states, which will be New York, Florida, Texas, California, where all, where all, where all the major ports are. Because if you if you don't like if you do a reversal, like say if they started like uh, in the Midwest or whatever, people are not going to take that stuff serious because you can have miles upon miles, but you might have in a certain state in the Midwest, you might only have a population of maybe 400 people, if that. No, not even you might have a population of like 17 people per mile. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you start off somewhere like major as far as New York, that's that right there is going to make everybody listen. Um, now I do agree with what you were saying as far as like there are some kids that that they'll be missing out on meals and stuff like that. And then another thing too, you have it to where some kids might need uh, uh, the one-on-one -on -one attention opposed to like being taught like in the classroom and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So they, 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 there's there's a lot of different factors, man. I just think that. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really trust them numbers, but based upon those the numbers that we are presented with, um, I just think that you know. I, I would say really by another two weeks. I say another two weeks. I give it like the week after Thanksgiving. That's when they're gonna start. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna push. They're gonna push the green light, or they're gonna you know try to work out something. To where, um, you know, because come on, man, you you know, especially when you're dealing with the board of education, they always have a plan B. They have a well, plan B, C, D, E, F, G. Here's the here's the contradiction though with it though. So they close the school, but bars, restaurants, uh, their religious gatherings, the place where they they have the most spreading bars, restaurants, religious gatherings, and and gyms remain open. How does that make sense? So you mean to tell me there's more COVID in school? Than it is in the bar. You can still go out to the bar and the restaurant. You can still go out and eat and everything, but you can't go to school. That's not as back with you. The one thing about it is that um, the one thing I was speaking with somebody about it the other day. One of the main reasons why they kept that bar and stuff open is is, is that people some some people like in order to even stay sane with the stuff that's going on, you gotta have these liquor stores open. Like imagine if they would have shut down all the liquor stores, bro. When, mm -hmm. when COVID started, people people will be people, will be people going berserk out there in the streets. You know why they so kept you know why they, you know why they kept it open? They kept they right. kept that open because they already hurt they already hurt businesses significantly with the first shutdown. You know, so now you you figure, I guess they figure you know what with the 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 kids can endure. But this also tells me that De Blasio has some political ambition. We know that he did a failed run for um for president. Right now, he's a lame duck mayor. He can't be reelected. So my position on it is I'm like, why is he honoring whatever deal he made in that moment? But I guess maybe he aspires to run for governor and he wants the union behind him. That was the only that's the only thing that I could think of. I'll say this also 
about um, just thinking about like the whole situation where I just, I don't, I, you know, to me, I'm just, I think about like how the position it puts the kids in, the position it puts the parents in. And I just think that it, it just, you know, it's, it's not, it's not logical. What it says to me also, which to me has always been very bothersome, right? Like, yo, people dig their hills in and because they dig their hills in, they, they're not amenable to change when new information is presented. So it may have very well been that when de Blasio agreed to this with the teachers, the 3% piece back then, that that made sense, right? That made sense. But now you have this new information that tells you that in fact, schools are not considered to be the super spreader or schools are not the issue. It's these other things that's the issue. Why can't you then pivot after you've gotten that information that says that the school is not the issue? Why? Like, why, why are you overcommitted to something that a decision you made not having the information? Now you have the information and you don't want to change. What sense does that make? Well, they know, you know, dealing with children, that's, that's, a, that's a sensitive topic anyway. And if they look at it as that, OK, if they don't if they don't stop this stuff right now while it's spreading, then I mean it's gonna it's good it's gonna trickle into so many matter of fact it's gonna look just like how it did when the numbers was high back in like between like uh April and May. That's what it looked like now in New York City, but apparently apparently the only place where um high call it they figured it out is in the school. The, the numbers are the lowest in the school. Like I I agree with you because I do think that stats could be fudged and moved around and everything, but also remember like one of the things that the teachers fought for was putting in these different ventilation systems. I'm sure that they probably got like better cleaning than most places. I'm sure the teachers are told, you know what, you gotta wipe everything down regularly. I'm sure the teachers are reinforcing the social distancing and the mask and things like that. So to me, I look at it as like the teachers are doing doing something better than everybody else. And I don't really know like fully what the teacher's position on this is, but you know what would switch the whole dynamics of this? And I'll, I'll be interested in hearing your opinion on this. So right now the teachers, are, um, if the teacher's position on this is that they all good with it, teachers are still getting paid, they're collecting a full salary. If New York City came and was like, we shutting down schools altogether, and teachers, you ain't get, you're not getting paid either, do you think that the teacher's position would still be that schools need to be closed? Of course not. Of course <laughs> not. And you don't think their argument would be, well, our rate is only 0.15, not nowhere near close to the 3% threshold? You're definitely on to something now. I like I like the way you think. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, this this right here is just like, it's, it's crazy because to me, it just, it puts the parents and the kids in a position where the parents are jammed up. Right now, my mind goes to, yo, what's that single parent that's, that's, what's that single parent that needs to go to work and the only time they could work is probably from seven to three o'clock while their kid was in school. What does that single parent do now? Right, you know already- Dynamic now. Yeah, you didn't already been, you already then lost mad money as a result of COVID. Your job probably hanging in the balance to begin with and now here's this added layer of everything that's going on because they made a snap judgment or they holding steady to a deal that they made that's not even applicable to what's going on now. The only way that I think that the state of New York could fix that 
as if they have the parents that could prove that they had to switch up their work schedule or whatever in order to fit for their you know children to you know still go to school while they while they there to care after them or even have uh, somebody watch over them while they at work. Now, if they have some type of program, which I'm sure New York, the state of New York has the money for it, that they can have these parents apply for that, and it has to be something that gets expedited. It can't be something where, you know, they got to wait uh, three weeks, four weeks down the line. It has to be something where that 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 payment will come within a matter of days or whatever, after they go through all the clearances or whatever, and they prove, you know, that, uh, you know, their work schedule and all this stuff can't, it's not... You know what would definitely get affected. So, if the parents can't work that that shift anymore, then they will have to get supplemented for their for their for their income that they lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, OG and, and, that, and that'll be one out of many. Plus, also food programs and stuff like that. They will have to implement a lot of different factors. Well, you, you know something? I bet you, if it came to that, because the cost associated with it, they'd be like, guess what? School's open again. Bring everybody back into school. OG Dice yep. school students yep. are relatively safe. High school students with all their nasty habits are really infectious. Yes, the, the, it's the elementary school um, students that I was, that's, that's primarily where I'm at, the elementary school students. There's no reason why elementary school should be closed. To me, high school, I think you can make a justification as to why high school you may want to close. But I still maintain that they should be going on a school by school basis and looking at the infection rates based on the school. And the, the numbers are probably, you know, maybe the numbers are fudged. They just may be. But what do you think that those students and all those people that stay at home, what do you think they're doing? You think they stay at home quarantining and sitting in the house? Nope. They playing them damn video games and all that other stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's presumptuous there. Just assume that you get a person a laptop and because you gave them a laptop that they could get online. They may not even have Wi-Fi or reliable Wi-Fi, you know? And the other thing is, the other reason why I think they did it so quick is because there is, I think they said they had 700,000 students who already elected to, um, to go to school virtually and 300,000 in person. Well, the 300,000 that's in person, guess why they're in person? For a reason, right? They gotta be coming for a reason. They ain't coming for no no good reason, you know. So imagine if you have a kid that has attention deficit um, disorder, and they giving a parent, I'm sorry, they giving a teacher fits in the classroom, and the teacher can't manage them in a the classroom with an assistant. Now they at home, and the parent got to put the laptop in front of them and be like, "Here's seven hours of work that you got to do in front of a laptop for seven hours." That's just that 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 makes no sense to me. I just I'm I'm hoping that I think that the fix for it, what New York City is going to do to justify it, is I believe New York City is going to end up closing restaurants, bars, and gyms and all that stuff also, just for justification for closing the schools. You know what? Too I forgot to ask you. Did they implement the uh, the them early closings today? Because I know they were saying down here Friday that uh, a lot of these restaurants will be closed at like 5 p.m. and a lot of these stores are gonna be closing early. Restaurants, bars, and all that other stuff is they have a curfew. They, impl- they, they implemented a curfew that goes in effect today. I think in New York City, I, I believe it was 10. If somebody lives in New York, that's on. Let us know what the curfew time is. But I thought it was 10 p.m. Apparently, COVID comes out like the gremlins after 10 o'clock, and it's much more stronger. <laughs> yeah, like it didn't... What, do you, what do you what do you what do you what do you think it is? You think it's, you think it's the cold effector? Because I, 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 I honestly think the thing that, of course, was saving us when you go back to science and all that stuff, it was that the sun was out. You know, we was dealing in the summertime, the sun was out. 
and that you know, you know, heat, 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 heat burns or or you know makes what you call it uh you know evaporate or germs evaporate even more. Cold, on the other hand, does does the total opposite. Well, and I, I think that we're dealing with an airborne a airborne disease when this it, that that Miller genuine draft that night. That stuff, like if somebody coughs, like if you're in a circle and you walking and you cough, and you out there and the wind blow, that stuff's gonna travel a Yo, multitude of times they faster. Don't, they don't, they don't know, Zane. They don't know. They just all this stuff. Think so? They don't know. All the stuff is arbitrary. Them numbers been consistent. The, them numbers. It's not like in the summer on the hottest day the numbers took a dip. It wasn't. You know what? You know why the numbers changed? Because they. I think the numbers changed honestly. Because they stopped reporting everything as being a COVID admission and a COVID death. That's just it. That's the only reason. I don't think they have a clue about any of the stuff on how to, uh, uh, if the vaccine is going to work, if every person that is getting diagnosed with it is is actually, if, if they actually have it, if if the testing is accurate, I think they just fit trying to figure this out all on the fly and winging it, man. They have no clue about this stuff. They don't. It's definitely scary, man. This stuff is scary out here. Yo, so yesterday, um, yesterday evening, I don't know if folks had in the chat had an opportunity to catch it yet, but yesterday evening, I had a chance to watch the Smoke documentary. I think it's executive produced by Nas on BET. Um, I'm going to say, like, I, I I thought that it would be a much more in-depth analysis on the marijuana industry than what it actually was. There really wasn't any new information in it that I didn't already know. So I had Al Harrington in it. It has Cypress Hills, Nas, of course, was in it. Biggie Son, CJ was in it. Um, who else? The founder of um, The Cookies Dude was in it. Freeway, Ricky Ross was in it. And everybody was talking about how they've been able to monetize, get their dispensaries and monetize uh, marijuana. And actually they had like interviewed with Kamala and it, they interviewed Cory Booker, a couple of other people also, and they were talking about um, how African-Americans have been impacted at a disproportionate rate for marijuana convictions than anybody else across the country, which is true. I mean, we know we have pe- we've had people that have been in jail for substantially long periods of time while others have capitalized off the marijuana industry. And now it's even more telling that it's going that people know that this is a billion dollar industry. So they were showing Freeway Ricky Ross how he was setting up his dispensary and his brand. Um, they were um, Al Harrington is doing it, man. Al Harrington has a whole thing set up named after his grandma. He sell like vaping supplies. He got like a whole edibles. He got everything. Um, and they were really they had Ricky Williams on there too, right? Ricky, Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams is on there too. Ricky Williams. Got his um got his own brand too. Ricky Williams was actually at I would say Ricky Williams was actually one of the people that was at the forefront of a lot of this stuff. Like, you know, he was one of the first dudes to be open about, you know, how you call it, the medicinal effects of marijuana and why he wasn't stopping. This dude stop playing ball, professional ball, turning down. Come on, bro. I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I I couldn't do nothing like that. Turn down all them endorsements and all that other stuff, and you just want to go and you want to smoke marijuana? I'm like, are you serious? Yo, but I would recommend if you all get a chance to go just tune in and look at the documentary because I do think that the marijuana industry is, you know, it's it's booming. Um, 
one of the troubling stats that they showed is they were talking about, I think in California, they said they had 200 people, they had 200 permits out for stores, I think, to, to sell marijuana recreationally or something like that. And I think they said it was only like four black people. Four. Four out of two. That's, that's surprising. They don't want black people to capitalize that mark, capitalize off that market. And then they have one woman who said that she um that she, her and her husband started a business. I don't know if it was Seattle or something like that. Or Colorado. They started their business in Colorado and they got raided. They got raided and they arrested her and her husband. And she had these political connections. Like she said, she had worked on the Obama campaign. She knew all kinds of senators. She helped senators get elected and everything. And that's the only reason why they were actually able to get out of it. There's another dude who said that he ended up doing 10 years. The same woman who hired her husband business got raided. She said her, her, um, her brother, when he was younger, got caught with like four ounces of weed and ended up doing 10 years. In, well, he, he got sentenced to 10 and did six years in jail for four ounces of weed. What the heck was this, Mississippi? Nah, this, this, this shit was like um, um, Colorado. I think it's said Colorado. That's sad. I, de I definitely like, okay, for them, for every state that they make it legal for recreational use and stuff, they need to like uh, have anybody that was locked up over marijuana be released. I agree. I'm definitely even that. But the only thing about it is that the process of, 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 of how long it, it, it will take, number one. Number two, this state is gonna give they're gonna they're gonna be pretty bullheaded because that's that's a lot of funding that they losing each person that's locked up in free labor. Losing a lot of funding for that in yeah free, free labor and all that so well they um they tough, had man. they had i think they had a woman on there that she was saying that I, and i don't remember which state she was in but that they had they had overturned the state that she was living in a hundred um marijuana convictions that they had to they had to overturn them. It's true. Like, how are you gonna lock somebody up for something that you profiting off of? You know, like that that makes no it's, sense to me. It's crazy, man. And, and just and just like how you said, how it's it's a shame how just just because of your skin color, you can get way more time than somebody else with 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 you know that that's whose skin color look different. That's a whole. And it's, not, so, it's not even about having the money for the lawyer. It's just it's just it's just outright just wrong. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's that's a whole whole another episode. Whole another, yeah, whole yeah. another episode right there, bro. <laughs> but OG, OG Dad, you spot on because you know the regulations associated with it, and for people to get permits to actually sell and everything, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. But it's, it's a billion dollar industry, and Al Harrington was saying he was talking about it because Al Harrington was like, "Yo, this is a way for us to create generational wealth." So who knows? I mean, like. That may be something that they need to look at when people keep talking about reparations. Yo, if you, you know, you get special consideration if you apply for a permit to sell recreational marijuana, if you're a person of color. So you've been locked up for it. Everybody else making money off of it. And yo, that was a funny quote. A lady in there was saying, um, they had John Boehner, former Speaker of the House, John Boehner, how he was so opposed to marijuana. And then the dude, once he left, from, um, from working for the government, sat on the board of a marijuana company and became pro-marijuana. And a lady was saying, she was like, you know, um, all of a sudden, you don't mind making money off of it, not realizing 
that the reason why people were in prison is because they was trying to make money off of it too. That slime bucket looked like the father or family guy. <laughs> yeah, so it's just how you call it. It's, a, it's a, a, across the board, though. It's a good documentary, though. I would I would recommend like people check it out. If you already been following everything that's going on in the weed industry and just how marijuana now is on the forefront of everybody's brain in terms of how to capitalize, there's not going to be anything on it that's going to blow you out your seat and be like, wow, I never knew this. But it is something to watch, something to... um to absorb you know there's so many celebrities that's 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 uh uh you know becoming entrepreneurs based upon you know or extensive from whatever other stuff they doing like you got sean kemp i think sean kemp and gary payton has a business together if i'm not mistaken uh shout out to the people we said earlier ricky williams uh al harrington it'll be pretty dope man to get either one of them for uh Sports legends on here, man, to talk about their business, man. Yeah. Damn. So uh hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so we can have a uh episode dealing with that with you know the cannabis uh business and how it's booming and stuff like that. Because I mean I had I, I sold all of my cannabis stocks. I just I just didn't have the patience for it. Like I had Aurora, Aurora I, had it too. Uh, I sold it too. Yeah, and I had like two others. Um, and I, I just, I it was just see, but the funny thing about it, they saying that you won't really see the fruits of your labor, like if you invest in that until like between 2023 and 2025 and beyond. And me, when I, when I do my stocks, I'm more of like a, a short term, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, if that were for you, I mean, I personally, I play the long game, like I'll put it in there and just leave it. But um, that, it, that Aurora to me, it was, it was, I just wasn't feeling it, like I ended up getting rid of it. Uh, what, was, yeah. what was the other big name one? You remember or no? I don't, Aurora. I mean, the only one I invested in was Aurora. That was the only one. Oh. I um, really quick because we ain't, we we didn't get a chance to talk about. It. Did you did you watch the Terrence Crawford and Kell book fight? Yeah. What'd you think of it? I thought that I knew Terrence Crawford was gonna win, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it was gonna happen that fast. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, th- I thought I thought they were least being that it was so anticipated to see Terrence Crawford fight again that you know they'll at least make it a little bit more you know at least at least three more rounds. What what, what round it ended in? Four. 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 Yeah, I thought it would at least stretch out to like seven. Just you know, just just to give the people you know what they paid for because it was it's free. bad enough. Uh, <laughs> huh? It was free, thank God. No, 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 no. Well, I'm talking about as far as like you know, like okay. The side bet people, side 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 betters and all, like with 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 a real money is people that's betting, like them gamblers and all that stuff. So it's like, damn man, like after watching after watching the Tank fight, uh, the Lomachenko fight, like all these fights within the last couple of weeks, man, I'm like, damn man, like boxing, boxing is boxing is effed up right now, bro. And well, one thing that we talk about so many times, man, they, they might as well just unify all these different. Confederations together, man. That'll be so dope. That'll be perfect, yo. If they, if they, if they unify, but like you said, it, it, it'll be. It's 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 a money thing. It's definitely a money thing. Yeah. Dang, this whack. If it takes you to profit off of weed, if it takes you, to... yo, do OG Dan know we talking about stocks? And not real life. What is he talking about? 
<laughs> OZ Dad, man, it's time for you to log off, bro. <laughs> Real life, you're talking about stocks, bro. Yo, yo, OG Dad, check Zane's algorithm. You might see that in there too. Check the DM sales in the DM. But yeah, yo, Kel, Kel Brook to me, I wanted to believe because I thought Kel Brook was a formidable opponent. But after that, I'm like, yo, not to, not to take anything away from Crawford. Crawford. I'm still laughing with OG's dad text, yo. Crawford, Crawford is good, but that tells me that, yo, that that Crawford, that um Brook is a shot fighter, man. Like his eye sockets must be real bad if you get knocked out with a jab. Yo, his face must be made of fucking. I don't even got a joke for it, cause he hit the dude with a jab, but I'm like, come on, yo. I've never seen with somebody eye get that messed up off jabs. Yeah, I'm like, come on, like like he get plastic face or something. Yeah. That was sad, bro. That's sad, but you know what? Then again, I'm glad they stopped it because if, if it would have gone two, three, four more rounds, he would he would have probably had long term damage in his in his eyes. And that's that's yeah. besides the hand, the eyes is 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 the second most you know important thing. I mean, we got, you know, but damn, that's yeah. tough. Well, we who, do you, who, do you, who do you see this dude fighting eventually? Like, who who would be a good Terrence Crawford matchup? I mean, you know what everybody want to see, but this week they announced that they, this week Errol Spence did an interview saying that it would have to be 60-40 in his favor. Terrence Crawford said he ain't never signing off his own no 60-40 fight. I'm going to tell you real quick before we end, I'm going to tell you it was real disrespectful this week, though, that I thought was terrible. Did, I don't know if you heard. Did you hear Bob Arum, what he said about Terrence Crawford? No, what did he say? Bob Arum, Terrence Crawford's promoter, said something like he got to think about if he want to keep Terrence Crawford around because he'd been losing money off of him and that he could have bought a house in Beverly Hills with the money that he lost off of um, Terrence Crawford. I can't, yo, that to me was disgusting. Like, yo, Terrence Crawford is a world-class talent. And Bob Crawford criticized him saying that he don't promote like Tiafimo Lopez and Lomachenko. But it's not his job to promote, dude. You the promoter, it's his job to fight. Um, so I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know. I know the fights I'd like to see Crawford fight, but I don't know if those fights are out there to be made for him. Like, and Crawford kind of made his bet, and I got to line it. Like, he shouldn't never sign with Bob Arum, you know? Because yeah. Bob Arum didn't have no damn well to only stable at that time when he signed with Bob Arum. Bob Arum had Pacquiao, but outside of Pacquiao, he didn't have anybody. Now he don't got nobody. That's why they fighting retreaded Amir Khan, Kel Brook. All these other dudes, these are not formidable comp competition for Crawford. Now, I'd love to see Crawford. I, you know what I think is a doable fight for Crawford that they probably could make? Like one of them dudes, if they were willing to pay for it, a dude like a Keith Thurman or a Sean Porter. And it'll it'll help Crawford also because it'll put him in with a formidable opponent. What do you think is the likelihood of, uh, of uh, Crawford stepping up or stepping down a weight class? He got a Crawford, I think is a fairly small dude. I would, I mean, I think Crawford probably walk around weight because that dude stays in shit. His walk around weight gotta be under 160, right? So if Crawford was to move up in weight class, some of these dudes, I think he could probably outbox, but I don't know. To me, this is my opinion from the fights that I've seen Crawford. I personally think, and people probably gonna bug I probably, I think that Crawford is chinny. No, I think that he's chinny. I think that the right person touches chin he gonna go because I've seen him quite or quite a few fights on dead legs, you know, get hit by people and get stunned and get buzzed and look, you know, like, like out of it. So for him to move up and fight a bigger, a bigger fighter, like when you get up to 154, you start talking about like the Julian Williams, uh, um, 
the the um, Mel Charlo and and um, what's the other dude? Um, what's the dude? I've heard them kind of dudes and those cats. Like those dudes are too. They physically to me they too big for him. So he got to stay at 147. He got to leave Aram. If I was him, I would leave Aram and I'd try to go to PBC if I wanted to get the fights. The only way I would stay with Aram, because I you can't not, I'll stay with Aram. Aram gave me the bag and I continue to fight bums, then so be it. The only thing you can fight is the people that they put in front of you. But Aram, if you really want to make some money off of Crawford, sadly, he's going to have to spend some money because he's going to have to pay like a Sean Porter or a Keith Thurman above what they're probably getting to get him in to make a big fight, a pay-per-view that somebody want to see. Uh... How you how you how you think those two two fights should turn out if he fought Porter, if he fought Porter or the, or the or the other? I think Keith Thurman is an easier fight for him than Porter. I think Porter's a hard fight for anybody because Porter's so rugged and Porter stay in people's chest and Porter stay on people. Porter's unorthodox, so Porter to me is a dude who I think he would beat Porter, but I think Porter presents more challenges. Keith Thurman. I wouldn't be surprised if Crawford and Spence knock Keith Thurman out. Like I just think, yeah, I, hey. yeah, I think I, I could see, I could see both of them probably knocking him out. When is that Spence fight coming up? Not this Saturday, Saturday the fifth, December fifth. Yeah, Saturday the fifth. But um, Spence, I can see Spence is a great body puncher, so I can see Spence knocking. That's why I think Thurman has avoided him. Thurman is weak to the body. Um, so I can see Spence knocking out Thurman. I also think that I think Spence is going to beat Danny Garcia, similar to the way that he beat Mikey Garcia, that he's just going to outbox him and put on a, bo- uh, a hell of a boxing match. And I think it's a, to me, Spence versus Crawford is a 50-50 fight. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Spence versus Garcia. I say about round nine. Really? Uh, I think decision, man. Danny got a chin. Danny got a chin. Danny got a chin and Danny got heart. I think decision. I think a decision win, a close decision win for um for Errol Spence. Like Danny, he hasn't won the big fights at the welterweight level against the big name opponent, but he's always in the fights, you know. And I just I just think that um yeah I see Danny sticking around and I think that's gonna go to full twelve. Cause I've never I've never actually even seen any. Only one time I seen where it looked like Danny was actually hurt. And it wasn't even against Sean Porter or Keith Thurman. It was against this other dude, I think, um, Mauricio Herrera or something like that. Hit him with a good shot, but he got a hell of a chin. And I've seen, I've seen people beat Danny Garcia up because Amir Khan to me was beating Danny Garcia up before Garcia landed that hook. Um, but Danny Garcia is, a, yo, you can't take nothing from him. That dude's a hell of a fighter. He got a heart. I don't see him getting knocked out by anybody. What happens to the other Garcia, Mikey Garcia? I believe Mikey Garcia gonna end up getting the um getting a shot at Pacquiao for Pacquiao's next fight. Yeah, I like I like I like I like Mikey uh Mikey Garcia, man. Hopefully, I, you know, uh, if he gets that shot with Pacquiao, that that that'll be an excellent fight right there for him. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I could see I could see Pacquiao giving him a shot. I think he ends up fighting Pacquiao. But um, I tell you what though, before that Spence fight in December, man, you got that Mike Tyson and damn uh, garbage. 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 I, think Mike, I think Mike gonna destroy that dude, man. It's not even gonna be fair what Mike Tyson gonna do to that dude, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Roy Jones ain't gonna go out and like no sucker, but 
I just got a feeling Mike Tyson gonna be just too aggressive for him. You know what it's gonna look like? Your uncles ever get drunk on the holidays and get into it? That's what it's if you for those that celebrate Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Have a, a safe Thanksgiving. Um, yes. Yeah, I want I want to say uh, rest in rest in peace to Aunt Felice too. Um, she passed a couple of days ago. So um, yeah, peace. man. Uh, rest in peace to her. She was a beautiful woman, beautiful soul. Uh, but yeah, man. Everybody out there, you know, uh, have a have a very safe Thanksgiving. Uh, are, there, are there any type of foods that you're gonna be staying away from? Any foods foods in particular? You gonna eat just about everything? Nah, you know something? I was telling the missus that this year, I just feel like because it's usually for Thanksgiving, we, we have people at our house or, you know, we go to um, Kareem's house and we have a big dinner. Um, but because it's only four of us here, my daughter's living in, um, in Georgia now. I'm thinking, I was telling her, I don't know if we even really need like a turkey. I was thinking like, yo, maybe get like a roast beef or something or whatever, like, because... I could eat turkey maybe two days tops. I can't eat turkey for a week. Like I can't. And I'd be waiting till like the. I'd be imagine like four days later, five days later, making sandwiches and all that. And nah, you know, nah. I'm not. I oh, leftovers. Leftovers to me is for one day. I can't eat leftovers. You can't. You can't do two days at nah. Nah, like yo, to get it to a third, like the first day, love it. Second day, eh. Third day is a stretch for me. Fourth day, I'm not doing it. I'm not sure. Going. Remember, hey, remember, 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 we used to go down to grandma house down in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Shoot, even, even when, even when uh, Auntie was still living, we used to go down there and chew, man. I'll be eating that food about three days later, bro. Yo, but the difference is, we kids, we didn't have a choice then. <laughs> nah, we had a choice. Eat that, we and had don't a choice. That either that, you ain't eat nothing. <laughs> Let that Thanksgiving food ride its way out, ride its wave out. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, but I think I think um, what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna try to stay away from uh, ham. That's that's the only time I'm gonna eat ham is during Thanksgiving, and it don't be a lot. Yeah, I don't eat pork anyway, so. Oh nah. Yeah. How long it been? Yesterday? Since yesterday, now we stop. How, long, how many years have been? Probably like 20 years, 20 plus years. Wow. Yeah, you, about to do the, you about to do the S1W dance. <laughs> nah, 20. Yeah, I tell you what, man. You know what's so funny? Huh? Fight the power, right. I went, I went, um, so many years of not eating pork. I just started eating like pork chops and stuff. I don't eat it a lot, but I started eating pork again like three years ago. Yo, I don't, you know, I don't do it a lot, but yeah. Watching is Zane is lying. Zane, <laughs> Zane is lying. Zane be eating pig feet sandwiches, ribs. Nah, I never, I never had, I never had chitlins. I never had pig feet, and I never had um. What's that? Oh, 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 yo, oh, I never had that. Anything you can imagine, yo, from the rooter to the tutor, Zane is signing up for it. <laughs> yo, yo, we was kids and Zane was trying to be, yo, people be like, y'all want a burger, Zane be like, y'all want a pick these sandwich. <laughs> nah, he yo. lying, yo. Never. <laughs> never, <laughs> ever. Sandwich. We be like, yo, nah, man. Like, 
you want to go to McDonald's, eh? Yo, the same way as a kid, we uh, yo, we want to go to McDonald's. When we started this broadcast, Zane was talking about he want a brisket. Yeah, he was doing that as a kid. We want McDonald's, hey. Like, yeah, I wanna, I wanna go to the fat bag joint. I wanna, I wanna so poor. Oh. Hey, don't get me wrong though. I love, I love my bacon though. I love bacon. I love my bacon. Love my bacon. But yeah, I think, I think what I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I'm, I'm gonna cut down on, on like the turkey this year. I, uh, I probably eat just a, a, a little bit of that. But I love like the macaroni and cheese and the, you know, the greens and candy yams and stuff. I could eat so much of that. But turkey and stuff, cause you know, with turkey, man, you eat that drink, you get like real sleepy. You get that itis. Itis. You know, I, I, I don't like that feeling, yo. You get ethnic fatigue. That's what it's called. Ethnic. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, though, it's gonna be a lot of big games though on Thanksgiving Day, and for us for the NFL. Good, cause there ain't gonna be nothing else to do. Right. There ain't gonna be nothing else to do. But yo, bless up everybody. Have a good evening. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll see y'all next Friday. Peace out. Salute. Out. <laughs>